Buenos días, mi gente. Happy Wednesday, and thank you so much for tuning into CubaCast. Today's episode features a historic icon for Cuban history and culture, El Bárbaro del Ritmo, Benny More. So part of using the Cuban culture to bring people together is to create a universal understanding of that culture, which means educating people about it. Cubanidad, the essence of being Cuban that I often speak about, is built on culture. And what better way to explore this term than by learning about a Cuban legend who represents it so well. So aside from Celia Cruz, Benny More is the most well-known Cuban musicians, and his work remains popular today. Actually, one of my favorite modern songs from the Cuban group Gente de Sona, I'm a big fan, you guys have to have heard of them, is Homenaje al Benny, where the group basically pays homage to one of their greatest musical influences by referencing his most famous works throughout the track. Give it a listen, for real, Homenaje al Benny. And the tune you'll hear in a second is actually the intro to Benny More's Que Bueno Baila Usted. So, este tipo está por todos lados. You can't escape him. And, and today's episode, in that light, is going to essentially be a reading of a great biography I found on El Beni. I hope you guys enjoy. And with that, let's jump right in. Benny More, el bárbaro de ritmo and el sonero mayor, is the greatest singer of popular music Cuba has ever produced. Think Frank Sinatra or Nat King Cole, and you'll get an idea of how he's perceived in Cuba and how he should be regarded elsewhere. In the nearly half century since his death, no Cuban vocalist has emerged to fill his shoes, and he remains as close as ever to the hearts of the Cuban people. Few singers in this hemisphere have consistently matched his interpretive gifts, vocal virtuosity, and comfort with a range of styles. More's genius lay in his synthesis of the two major currents of Cuban song, Afro-Cuban song and the Spanish-derived guajiro music of the Cuban countryside. Benny owed at least some of his singing style to a series of soneros who preceded him, such as Antonio Machín, Miguelito Valdés, and Orlando Cacarita Guerra. More's intimacy with both the African and European elements in Cuban music allowed him to be comfortable in all different styles. He was equally successful with boleros as with mambos and rumbas. Most important is what he conveyed with his singing, a tenderness and direct emotional appeal in his boleros, a hip-shaking exuberance in his mambos. Though he could not read music, More composed two of his smash hits, Bonito y Sabroso and Que Bueno Bailo Te. So what Benny would actually do was sing parts of his material to his arrangers, and that's how he conducted the orchestra. Benny also doubled as a band leader and assembled a powerful big band comprised of talented musicians like trumpeteers Alejandro El Negro Vivar and Alfredo Chocolate Armenteros. The band also included a trombonist and arranger, Generoso El Tojo Jimenez. He was the quintessential Afro-Cuban big band sound of the 1950s, brash, multi-textured, and dynamic. But unlike New York bands like Machito and his Afro-Cubans, More was not pushing the boundaries of Latin jazz. His music was more pop than Machito's, but it was anything but formulaic. Born Bartolomé Maximiliano More in 1919 in the village of Santa Isabel de las Lajas in Las Villas, Cuba, More left for Havana as a teenager and for several years worked a variety of odd jobs while performing as a street singer in the city's port area. His big break came in 1945, when he accompanied the Miguel Matamoros Conjunto to Mexico. In the late 40s, Mexico City was a magnet for Cuban entertainers seeking to make it big in the Mexican film industry. 
After touring Mexico, Matamoros returned to Cuba, but More actually decided to stay behind. Before leaving, Matamoros counseled More to change his name since Bartolo, Benny's actual name, meant donkey in Mexican slang. Rechristened Benny More, in a year or two, he was discovered by Mario Rivera Conde, the director of RCA Victor Mexico, who paired him with a series of high-caliber orchestras, including those of Perez Prado and Mexican composer Rafael de Paz. More's early recordings in Mexico include a balance of up-tempo tunes and ballads. This proportion changed in flavor of ballads when he finally fronted his own band. What's striking about the early sessions is the consistent quality and tastefulness of the orchestral accompaniment. More sings with five different orchestras on these sessions, yet there are a few jarring contrasts. The Perez Prado Orchestra is an exception to this rule. Prado's flailing piano style and trademark grunts jar in a marvelous amphetamine-driven way. Rivera Conde's pairing of Prado and More was a masterstroke and produced some of the most high-energy recordings of More's career. More sang some of his most famous memorable songs while on his Mexican sojourn. These included numbers like Bonito y Sabroso, San Fernando, Donde Estaba Tu, and others. And they were all with the Rafael de Paz Orchestra. But perhaps Benny More's best-known song, the bolero Como Fue, was recorded with neither Prado nor De Paz. It was actually recorded with the orchestra of Ernesto Duarte. Como Fue was included in the soundtrack of the film Mambo King's Play Songs of Love, where it added authenticity to an otherwise watery collection of Latin music. More returned to Cuba in 1953 and assembled his own big band, with whom he crisscrossed Cuba until his death. More was intensely loyal to his musicians, referring to them as his tribu, or his tribe. Because he always insisted on having a large band, he was known to have gone out of pocket on his RCA recordings to pay his men. They responded by embellishing his songs with subtle, ornate orchestral playing. While More continued to record up-tempo smash hits, such as Francisco Guayabal and Que Bueno Bailo Te, he focused on boleros, a natural showcase for his voice and interpretive gifts. More had a signature vocal technique, a sort of glissando, that he used everywhere in varying forms. Typically, he would hold a note, then slide up the scale to a higher note and hold it there for a few seconds. It's an impressive, exciting device, and Benny uses it to build drama on boleros like Tu Me Sabes Comprender and No Puedo Callar. Now, Benny More decided to stay in Cuba after the revolution, but he didn't live long, a victim of his love for rum. All rumors to the contrary notwithstanding, Benny More finally succumbed to cirrhosis of the liver on February 19, 1963 in Havana. More's recorded output was relatively small, cut short as it was by his premature death. In 1992, BMG Music released the majority of More's 1948 to 1958 recordings for RCA Victor on five CDs for its Tropical series. More never recorded for anyone other than RCA, so all his hits are here. Nevertheless, his earliest recordings with the Miguel Matamoros Conjunto are missing, and only some of his songs with the Perez Prado Orchestra are included. From a technical standpoint, the discs are terrific, and they sound as if they were made yesterday, but three of the five albums have no liner notes to speak of, and information about session dates and personnel is either very sketchy or non-existent, which is shabby treatment indeed for an artist of Benny More's stature. More's great legacy, though, 
is clear on the recordings themselves. He had a voice that can evoke memories of lost romance or make you dance with joyous abandon. Wow. In 1999, More was posthumously inducted into the International Latin Music Hall of Fame. The Benny More Memorial Award was named in honor of the artist and was given to artists who were influential in Latin music. On June 11, 2006, More was honored with a star on the Walk of Fame at Celia Cruz Park in Union City, New Jersey, a heavily Cuban-American community. And it's funny, guys, I actually live like probably a five-minute drive away from Union City. I work right, right in Union City. And I never knew that it was so heavily Cuban-American influenced. So I left Miami, but it doesn't seem like I've gone too far. I'm definitely going to check out this Celia Cruz Park and see the Benny Morales star now that I know. Union City has apparently hosted musical presentations and multimedia lectures on Benny More. And More is remembered in the 2006 film El Benny, which is based on parts of his life and includes new versions of his songs performed by musicians including Chucho Valdez, Juan Formed, and Orishas. All right, guys, there you have it. That was a little bit of Benny More's life and career. He was a babaro de ritmo, el sonero mayor, and man, he is a true example of Cubanidad. Cubanidad is the essence of being Cuban, and Benny More had that essence of being Cuban. He was a cultural icon, a Cuban musical icon. He is someone who really everyone should know about, just an example of Cuban culture and, you know, part of utilizing the power of culture to bring people together is understanding that culture, understanding where it comes from, what its roots are, and its staples and people that represent it, stewards for the culture. And ben- Benny More was one of them, a true icon. Thanks so much for listening and stick around. We have big things coming on CubaCast. The podcast is now available on iTunes. And this week we'll have some episodes, including an interview with USA Today back in Miami and one with the Associated Press down in Havana. So stay tuned for those. Keep tuning in. And always remember, pa arriba y pa adelante. Have a great week, mi gente. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon.